You're on the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. Hello. How Hello. are you doing? So good. Thanks for asking. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, if you uh, had to get the same coffee drink every morning for the rest of your <laughs> life, which coffee drink would you get? I don't drink coffee. Okay, well then, what are you gonna get? I, a tea, a, a bubbly water, a something. I, I would. You have get, to get. So, you have to stop in on the way on your way to the bank. I guess my go-to drink would be like a like a like a what is it like a green juice, but like a good one, like something with peach and like strawberry and banana that just happens to be green. You know, I don't want to like okay. drink celery. Okay, so it's mostly, a, it's mostly like a, a smoothie, smoothie. <laughs> yeah. but it's green. Okay, it gotcha. The, it has the appearance of there's not like you know, turmeric root cool. and yeah. uh, whatever in it. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Is it the the Wendy's the uh, frosty uh, chino is good. <laughs> I will say though that the Starbucks vanilla sweet cream cold brew like always oh. hits the spot for me. Okay, so I could also be. Um, you know that that could that could that could be in play. It's a little less yeah. sweet than the than the Wendy's. I mean, both of them sound pretty pretty heavy. <laughs> they're they're literally both just like iced coffee with a little like in it. Okay, okay, yeah. I didn't mean to judge. I don't drink coffee. I don't know anything. It's not a latte. I'm not yeah. drinking straight milk. <laughs> You're drinking a frosty blended into. <laughs> Coffee. Yeah, but it's mostly coffee and just a little oh, bit of okay, frosty. Okay, you're right. I don't know where, the ratio. Where a latte is is a is a cup of warm milk with a little mm. shot of espresso in it. Okay, okay I don't do see, those. Really I, I feel educated. Yeah, I've moved on from that. That's, That's good like to a know. gateway coffee drink. A latte. <laughs> well, I'm excited to be talking about Free Guy. Um, you know, Free Guy is a movie that's been on our radar since pre-COVID. It was meant to come out last yes. year. Um. I have always sort of been hesitant around the trailers. It's kind of seemed really, I don't know, like over the top and kind of like twee and like, oh, this is giving me like Sonic the Hedgehog vibes and not like in a fun way. But I was really pleasantly surprised. I knew this was going to be good all along. And the reason why is because it's directed by Sean Levy, who directed... (laughs) Big Fat Liar and Cheaper by the Dozen. You're right. And just a bunch of like, he doesn't miss, especially in Never. this genre. He's behind Stranger Things. Like he's just, I feel like he understands this sort of like fun family movie space and how to do it well. And so when I saw that he was doing this, I thought, okay, cool. I will say the trailers I can understand why they did the trailers the way they did. Yeah. Because it is much simpler to understand the premise that the trailer is putting forward than the premise of the actual movie. Yeah. But, and maybe that's also good because then you went in with one mindset and then when the, when you're actually watching the movie, there's a lot more going on. So it's a lot more interesting. Yeah. But I do think that the trailer sort of did a disservice to the movie in that they were not nearly as good as the movie was. 
Yeah, no. I I mean, in some ways I respect that though because um clearly they trusted their audience and they yes. they got it. You know, they they were a success. This was a good COVID moment for movies. Um do you have the exact numbers cuz I don't. <laughs> um I don't, but it was it won the box office two weeks in a, two weekends yes. in a row. Yeah. And it and it already earned back its budget which was over 100 million dollars and it has an 82% on Rotten Tomatoes and they're mm-hmm. already working on a sequel. So yeah. this has been very successful overall. Yeah, it says it had 18 million, 18.8 million in the weekend box office. Um it's doing great globally. Like I was watching Ryan Reynolds Twitter feed sort of expecting this to bomb or fizzle. Like not not for any real reason, but just that it seemed kind of like every movie is these days. And like, maybe it's like, you know, it's hard to enjoy like peppy stuff when the world's on fire sometimes. <laughs> but he was constantly like updating his his feed with like, oh, see, it's certified fresh. Oh, see, look at what this tweet this tweet says about it. And I was like, OK, like, is this real, though? Like, are you just pulling the best like from the. Um, Twitter sphere but actually no like it has been really well reviewed well received um, like you said it's it's managed to extend its life past even the first week people keep going to see it I went on a random like matinee showing and the theater was not empty so that's that's hard to pull off in these days I think you know there was only 10 of us in there but that's 10 bodies that usually wouldn't be there so I I think it was a a surprising success for everyone involved. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And I think partly it was a success because there was a lack of Ryan Reynolds in it. Like Ryan Reynolds <laughs> was in the movie, but yeah, yeah. like the percentage wise, I feel like was in less and was doing less. So well, and it's like his it's not his person. Like Deadpool is hard to separate from the Ryan Reynolds we get in all his commercials and right. all his social media content whereas free whereas guy the character in this is pretty much like polar opposite <laughs> to the, mm-hmm. the to the deadpool character he's almost like buddy the elf yeah he has the he has the buddy the elf vibes he has like honestly john krasinski sort of good guy vibes that are mm-hmm. almost like too much but there's something charming about it and so i think it did work because it wasn't what you usually see in him in but it also wasn't a stretch for him because Frankly, he's not like the best actor, right? Like we can all acknowledge that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that wisely they surrounded him with much stronger actors who mm-hmm. were able to sort of like carry some of the emotional weight of the movie and just let him almost become like a side character and pieces of it, even though he's obviously the main character. Yeah. Um, I mean, yes. the premise is basically Serenity, but like funny, you know? <laughs> I was thinking about Serenity multiple times while watching this. I was like, where's Anne Hathaway? Because she would have also been good in this movie, honestly. Yeah, it's like Serenity meets the Lego movie almost. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's not like embarrassed to be... I think this movie does good because one, it is technically an original. And it and it remarks on that multiple times where it's yes. like, isn't it better to have an OG idea, even if it might fail, than just settling for a sequel after sequel after sequel? And I think this proved that, like, yeah, there is like there is creativity still out there, even if there is there are familiar elements of the premise itself. Like this movie managed to surprise me in ways that I didn't expect it to go because it seemed so predictable from its premise alone, which is um, Guy is a 
is a non-player character in this video game and he slowly like finds consciousness and is starting to get involved and figure it out and you know one thing leads to another and so there's the game world there's the real world and it all like it's all really strangely emotional and charming and fun yeah it's all tangled together and you get to it gets to be one of those like almost Westworldy kind of <laughs> vibes yeah. where it's like the you are more relating to the artificial intelligence than you are to the humans. <laughs> and so you're trying to figure out that and how things are separated. But then the way that it all ties together in the end, I feel like was so wonderful. Like there were, because this is a tech movie and... It's like who who really understands how to make a video game? Like there was lots of there was lots of parts where I was like, I don't know if this makes sense. Like this is gonna be like ah, sure. Like they're talking about how they're designing things and making things and putting code in this and that. And I'm like, uh, like I don't I don't know that this is technically wrong. It feels wrong to me, but I'm gonna go along with it. But it but it all somehow manages to work in the end, even though it is sort of helter skelter at parts. I feel like yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely the Ryan Reynolds touch on this, which is there's a lot of cameos. There's a lot of like gags. There's a lot of physical humor. But I think it all worked in like a really interestingly human kind of way. Like I I don't know what came over me. I, I might be PMSing, honestly, but I like cried at the end. I don't know why. I really don't. Like looking back, I'm like, why did I do that? But it, no, it got me. I got very <laughs> emotional as well. Like <laughs> okay, good. the well, one, that song of sweet or the cover of Sweet Fantasy <laughs> that Jodie Comer sings is yeah. so freaking freaking good and i'm like why is this like why have they not released a full version of this why am i only watching like a bootleg youtube video that has like the 45 second clip from the movie in it over and over again because it's so good but the scene where like he jumps through the bridge and that song is playing is incredible and then the scene at the end where she like chases him down to the coffee shop and they're like standing across the road i was like ugh like this is because here's the thing this movie's a rom-com like that's what you don't realize from the trailer is that this movie is a romantic comedy and i think a pretty good one yeah i i cried at the part with little ray i that's where it got me i was like oh Oh, yes that is that is what that as well (laughs) but let's talk about the cast because like you said obviously um Ryan Reynolds, Jodie Comer, she plays the love interest and sort of the other main character, both in the the sort of bridge between the real world and the game world. Um, And then Joe Keery from Stranger Things. um, He's in this also as one of the um, real world gamer, whatever, (laughs) Mm -hmm. coders, whatever, creators. Lil Ray is one of the... uh, non-player characters in the game and then taika waititi is sort of the villain and this um big personality type running the company that hosts this game um i will say i was distracted at first with the jody comer ryan reynolds pairing well it's and i know it's like oh well it's not like you know they're characters in the game but it's still like you're watching a 44 year old like hit on this 28 year old I don't know it was just kind of a weird I'm curious like it was just kind of a weird choice it's like does Ryan Reynolds want to play young or did he just not want to cast older people like it because the whole cast is basically younger I mean the the love triangle is is younger wait how old is Ryan Reynolds 
44. Okay. See, I think I didn't fully realize how old everybody was. I didn't, it did not strike me as weird that Jodie Comer and Ryan Reynolds would be together. But I guess I would assume that jo- that Jodie Comer was like 33 or something mm-hmm. and that Ryan Reynolds was like maybe like 42. Like, right. I, I guess I didn't think that the age difference was that much. So it did not bother me. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was just I, a small thing for me. <laughs> I love, I love Killing Eve. And I think yeah. Jodie Comer is so good in Killing Eve. So when I saw her in the trailers for this, I was like, oh, I'm so excited because I want to see her do other things other than just be Eve, even though she's great yeah. at that. And and it's one of those things where you know from Killing Eve that she's capable of basically doing whatever. Mm-hmm. So in anything that she's going to be in, you know at least she's going to do a good job. One second. sorry cute so yeah so you know that she's going to do a good job so i was excited about that and i thought you know whatever the pairing like fine but i didn't even realize that joe keery was in this movie until (laughs) until this week and he (laughs) is he i mean he is like almost a lead you know what i mean like yeah yeah like it's really the three of them are have equal weight in carrying the movie because he's the one who's in the real world the entire time. He doesn't have a video game character. And so he's sort of, yeah, the bridge between, or he's, he's on the other end of the bridge from Jodie Comer. And he's the one who had sort of designed the game while him and Jodie Comer had done it together. And I love him in Stranger Things. <laughs> I think he's so fun and also just have a mild crush on him. So the fact yeah. that he was in this, I was like, great. And I thought he did a really good job and I was honestly more, if I was thinking about like age differences, I was thinking I was more sort of weirded out by the Joey Comer slash Joe Keery. But he's and, older. But that's just because I'm used to seeing him play a high school student. <laughs> and I'm used to seeing her play Sandra O's like romantic <laughs> partner. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah no, it was all kind of like, wait, what? What are these? What? And I guess age is just a number, and that was the the point of casting all these people who could <laughs> go either way. I guess. Yeah, you, um. well, they're just ageless <laughs> wonders. It's like a six Paul Rudds in the room. You don't know like who's who who like is age appropriate and who isn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I was shocked to find out Joe Keery is almost thirty. I was like, no, this baby face. I knew he was like close to my age, I guess, but yeah, he is. He's 29. I don't know. So, so wait, Jodie Comer is younger than us. She's 28. Yeah. We're, we're failures with our, (laughs) with our lives. We've done nothing. Uh, I know. But, um, yeah, I thought everyone in this was good. I did think it was interesting. I'm not trying to, you know, pile on this show, but I do wish like, it's just frustrating to see another big movie have diversity but only in the b list like the only in the the b cast you know it's like Mm -hmm. this is still very much a white led movie all three main characters like we talked about are these white actors um but i do think that uh little ray he stole the show for me love him in anything he does except his own show um rel was great (laughs) and i i i have been a rel stan for a while (laughs) i think I was thinking about this while I was watching the movie because he's so good in so many things. He always pops up. He's always a scene stealer. And I think he has some different sort of speeds to him. Like he's a comedian, obviously, but he can go a little bit more serious. He can go a little bit more goofy if you need him to. Yeah. And 
I was like, hmm, when when are we going to get him as the lead in something? Because yeah. I think that the time has come and he could easily carry a movie and we just need to give him the right role. But But I, in my thinking of it, I felt less like it was a race issue and for whatever reason more like it was a body type issue i feel like (laughs) hollywood is always like oh if you're plus size like we're not giving you the lead you can only be like the goofy sidekick like if you think about um uh what's her fat amy um uh what is her name oh um it rebel wilson Wilson. yeah that like they mostly just give her roles as the sidekick. And then mm-hmm. only like only once she became massive, 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 did they decide, okay, well, we'll finally give you like the lead in something. Mm-hmm. And I just, yeah, I'm like, okay, give Lil Rel the lead. Like yeah. clearly he's good. He's been in so many things and proven <laughs> himself. Like get it together, people. I know. I, I enjoyed that. <laughs> um, I Like I said, he made me cry. So it was a moving performance, IMHL. Um, you also have Taika in this. I, he's he's a fun guy. I don't know. I like him, but I don't know if I'm always able to separate him in his. Like I, I don't know what I'm trying. To, it just he he's was got sort of chaotic energy. Of yeah, it was hard to kind of totally buy him as the character he's playing because it seemed so obviously a parody. And so it wasn't necessarily like good acting. It just felt like a joke. And I don't know. It it just it was sometimes distracting the level he he brought in at this role. Yeah, he was almost like he was a video game villain rather than a <laughs> real world villain, which he was playing. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I liked it. I, it was fun to have someone who wasn't just like a a suit you know he had personality he was he had color he was coming up with some pretty funny one-liners but it was just like oh okay yeah taika's here (laughs) yeah i i feel like i don't i don't have a real strong gauge on who taika waititi is because for i first knew him as a director rather than Mm -hmm. a actor or i guess both because he came on the scene in my mind with jojo rabbit and then he directed the thor ragnarok movie which i think actually that came out beforehand um i know he is involved with the what we do in the shadows but it's the movie which i haven't Mm. seen although the new the new season of that that tv show comes out soon and that's so good i can't wait to watch that (laughs) but the yeah i just then there was like the clips of or the pictures of him like making out with uh Tessa Thompson and uh what's her name the other the Rita Ora Rita, like yeah. The, yeah it's just like <laughs> I feel like every everything every story that I hear about Taika Waititi it's like a completely different version of the person that's like separated from all of the other things I know about him so yeah. I'm, it's like wait how like how do I put all of these together he's like an oscar-winning director but then he's also like making out with random people but then he's also like playing this character but then he's also like a bit like i just like what's happening here? yeah <laughs> he's having fun clearly um i think the movie uh did struggle sort of with his motivation in the final the final moment seemed a little extreme personally but i could also just like allow it because i think what surprised me most about this movie um was just like how 
<laughs> it was just so healing to go into a movie and to just know it would show the best of people, you know, like leave behind the world of anti-maskers and uh, climate denialists and all of that and just lean into a universe where people were inherently good and and the good guys won. And I really enjoyed I really enjoyed that change of pace. So I think this movie came out in a good time like obviously I think people still would have loved it if it came out in 2019 like before pandemic stuff but it was a nice change of pace especially coming off of more serious action driven like drama type films that we've been seeing yeah it came out at the perfect time I loved all of the other non-player characters Mm -hmm. and sort of their like growth and development throughout (laughs) it I thought that they were all super funny and their little interactions and were all really sweet also I I feel like it cannot be overstated enough how good a good rom-com is like when a rom-com like hits and you get to that scene at the end where it's like the two people Uh, you know declare their love for each other and you get the like happily ever after moment Mm -hmm. it's so good and people attempt it all the well i don't even know if people attempt it all the time now but i think there's they make less of them certainly and so many of them are bad that it's like (laughs) when you stumble upon a good one it's so good and this is like doing a bunch of other things at the same time but is also a rom-com it's just this movie works on so many different levels and yeah, like I, I'm just so smitten with it. I thought it was so fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, like you said, I think we've had this sort of. Y- you can track like the rise of the rom com, and you have the '90s. You have your Meg Ryan's. You have these more earnest, like soulful type of uh, feel good movies, and then it turned into sort of the like How I Met Your Mother. I mean, h- how to lose a guy in 10 days and these more like comedic rom-coms which then dwar moved into these like bro-led technically rom-coms like the 40 year old virgin and um knocked up and all these like <laughs> bro-led <laughs> sort of american pie style not your usual cup of tea for you know girls waiting to be wooed types and so I think we're in this moment where we can again redefine what a rom-com is and I like that this one wasn't necessarily caught up in like oh these people's lives are a mess until they find each other it's more (laughs) there's just like a natural chemistry to it that's fun to watch unfold and obviously there's you know a plot line that needs to play out and there's an explanation for why it happened the way it did but I think this movie really works as a rom-com because it's not so distracted with that label. It's it's allowed to be a lot of things, but at the heart of it is just like human relationships. And I think that that's kind of why it stood out to me too. Well, also it was so nice to just finally watch a movie that was a new creative idea. Because mm-hmm. if you think about Suicide Squad and Jungle mm-hmm. Cruise and Black <laughs> Widow and Cruella and This Quiet yeah. Place yep. and Justice League <laughs> and Godzilla and Space... Like, everything that has come out this year has been these IP projects that were saved from the pandemic because they were like, we spend a lot of money on these, we gotta put them in theater. And yeah. to finally get a movie that 
is not based on a book or a ride or a movie or a play or anything that is just like a new idea is so refreshing and so exciting because you don't know where it's going and you don't know what to expect and you don't know if it's going to be good or bad. And I found that was a experience in the movie theater that I had been missing. Like, yes, obviously there's been more indie stuff that we've watched you know, that like yeah. a nomad land or something where it's like, well, okay, clearly you don't know what's going to happen. But it was fun to see something that was like big and colorful and fun that still wasn't like the sixth sequel or reboot of something. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, this was a movie that was um, pitched like years ago. And I think just kind of, I think it was bought by Disney, but kind of put on the back burner. And then through a series of events, found its way to Ryan Reynolds and um, Sean Levy, who wrote it, read it together and realized like, oh, wow, no, this would be fun. And so I think it does have that that chemistry to it, too, where it wasn't like a project that was just thrown at someone like, oh, this is trending. Like, let's get some let's get this type of story out. Like, what can we do? Like, it felt like there was a very natural story to it that. I don't think you find as easily these days because people are always trying to predict the next thing and prepare for the next trend and like, you know, go, go, go. Whereas this was just people who were allowing themselves to be creative and kind of play with something with no, with no rush to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. It was, yeah, it was just such a delight and in every way, shape or form. I don't know, like, I don't, I guess I don't have a gauge on what sort of like the lasting legacy of this movie is going to be. <laughs> it it doesn't feel like on Twitter, at least like, obviously people are liking it, but it doesn't feel like to me, something that's going to be like a super, super big smash hit that like people are talking about years from now. I feel like in five years, a lot of people have forgotten this movie ever existed, mm. but I do think it's so fun and is like worth if you're going to the theater in the next month, like this is what you should be seeing. Yeah. I yeah, no, I think it's it's fun. I hadn't thought about that. I mean Yeah, in some ways it it dates itself because it's very much in the world of our video games now. And so a lot of the like special effects and whatnot aren't gonna be like as <laughs> memorable in twenty years, I'm sure. But I do like that um it never got too distracted with that because a lot of the trailer is just things exploding and people being punched and like all these video game gags that I was just sure it would just lean into this sort of dumb over the top, you know, violence. Not, not that I'd be like turning my nose up at that, but I just felt like it'd be cheesy and like distracted with like, Oh, well let's do these impossible things video games do. But instead it was, it very rarely had that. That was all like background noise to the world it existed in. But at the heart of it, it was just this human story. And then on top of that, whenever Ryan Reynolds was having like a big fight slash set scene, it was pretty like, I don't know, based in (laughs) some version of like it was contained, like even his big showdown with Jody at the at the secret stash house bunker or whatever. It was like it was just a contained sort of fist fight. There wasn't like airplanes coming in you know bombing something yeah this wasn't f9 (laughs) yeah Yeah, it wasn't like playing some some shooter game and getting you know it wasn't Fortnite. you weren't like building things up and all this stuff it sort of felt realistic which i think helped helped keep it keep it to scale in our our reality 
you know what is very interesting? I was just looking at Sean Levy's um, IMDb, and guess what movie from last year he was a producer on? I don't even remember what came out last this year. This makes, <laughs> I feel like, so much sense. Now that I see this, I'm like, yes, this is exactly. Love and Monsters. Oh, the Dylan O'Brien movie. I feel like that, you. that is like, that's in You've the same. you got a type. That's in the exact same vibe as this. Don't <laughs> yeah. you feel like? And it yeah. was also so good. Ugh. Yeah. Um, something else uh, Ryan Reynolds definitely brought to this movie was a slew of celebrity cameos. Um, most of which I didn't notice until afterwards. Uh, but were you impressed, odd, um, aware of these as you were watching? No, I didn't pick the very up very many of them either. Like afterwards, they yeah yeah I saw the articles that were talking about them all, and I was like, I would have never noticed that this person was there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like Hugh Jackman as a masked avatar, Dwayne Johnson as a masked avatar, like John Krasinski as a silhouetted. Uh, person yeah, being yeah it's like what's the point of this exactly? <laughs> it's just, it just serves to prove that like ryan reynolds needs to widen his friend circle because once again it was predominantly like straight white dudes who were <laughs> who were willing to show up for him i mean most notably i i don't think this is a spoiler but chris evans has like a has like a gag cameo oh yeah i thought that was funny i did like that <laughs> yeah and so there and then Channing Tatum makes an appearance too, and technically Tina Fey's voice is in it. Channing Tatum looked rough. That was my <laughs> takeaway. I turned to my roommate afterwards and I was like, "Someone has not aged well." Aww, and it's Channing Tatum. So he sad. Bad. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't notice that, but um, my apologies to that man. Um, yeah, uh- <laughs> but no, so definitely seemed like. Um, Ryan Reynolds has some star power that he's able to flex in interesting ways. And I think that definitely elevated the movie. Like I couldn't picture another actor making this as fun as it is. I think Ryan Reynolds just happens to have that energy that works here. And it's hard to picture anyone else kind of trying it out. Like, like even Tom Holland or I don't know. (laughs) I feel like it's, it works well. Well, one, I was worried that this was going to be the second coming of detective Pikachu where he's also, it's just like, just too much. (laughs) I think had this been a movie that had had a like comedian comedian in the lead, it would have been much more like yuckety yuck jokes. And I think that would have been a worse movie. I think because Ryan Reynolds, like, yes, is sort of funny, but isn't that funny. And he's in this role where he's not doing his Deadpool thing. Instead, he's doing like sort of a toned down Will Ferrell character. It really all comes together. Yeah. I don't know who else I would put in this role because it would need to be someone who is like a leading man, but also like not like that. Uh, like strange like yeah Yeah. it's like yeah i don't know i i think a lot of um uh similarities have been drawn to the truman show um and i think there's a similar energy there between like um but jim carrey if he had been in this would (laughs) have been much (laughs) more manic yes yeah but considering his performance in uh the truman show you can sort of see the similarities that ryan reynolds does here um, and I think altogether it just, it worked out and I, I'm happy for him. You know, he's not always my cup of tea. He's not always everyone's favorite Ryan, but I think this was a nice change of pace that also felt completely natural for <laughs> his brand. The 
speaking of Ryan Reynolds, because he's he's married to Blake Lively. Yeah. Uh, there's a funny gag in the first episode of the new season of The Other Two, uh, where oh, yeah. they get invited to Blake Lively's new restaurant, and they show up and realize that it is an Asian restaurant. <laughs> and they're like, wait this is Blake Lively's and they're like, yeah, she went on vacation to Asia a couple of years ago. And it's just like very into their food. And then the PR people keep coming around to the table and saying, Blake just wants you to know that this isn't racist. Um, And I was like, this is a, this is a funny bit. And the two of them as a couple is a, strange (laughs) sort of like like they're on the cusp i feel like of being like real annoying but they're not but they like never (laughs) quite cross the line you don't know you're you're just like it's like you sort of don't like them but you don't really know why (laughs) and yeah it's a weird energy from them there's like something still charming about blake lively like being her own stylist like there's something still like try hard in a relatable way about both of them but it's not like to an annoying degree, like you know, poor Chris Pratt, who's being eviscerated <laughs> yeah. in any ranking. Um, but yeah, no, I think you know they're in good company with the John Krasinski, Emily Blunt types. But they're like, dang, they're like right on the precipice. Well, but of everybody <laughs> loves Emily Blunt. Like, say what you want about John Krasinski, I feel like Emily Blunt, at least to <laughs> to my mind, is like yeah, unimpeachable yeah. so far. Yeah. No, Where Blake fair. Lively is like, they got like married on a plantation yeah, yeah, or they something. <laughs> There's like some she like had like a, a a lifestyle website that was also weirdly problematic. Yes. You know, she was a a very white privileged woman and there's some growing that has to happen. And I think she's been doing stuff, but I honestly, you know, who am I to say? Also, she's good friends with Taylor Swift, which I feel like is another weird energy. Right. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, okay. Ryan Reynolds is also good friends with Hugh Jackman, which I think is a sort of odd pairing, but also sort of makes sense. So it's like, huh. How do they know each other? Like I don't know. I don't know. But Hugh Jackman is the one who introduced Ryan Reynolds and Sean Levy. So basically, you owe him this movie. Interesting. <laughs> How did Hugh Jackman know Sean Levy? I don't know. <laughs> I guess here's the question. Is that was were any of these people in any of the Night at the Museum movies? Because I feel like that's how Sean Levy knows everyone because everyone and their mother was in one You're of right. those. That would be a good a good through line. Yeah, um, that's like seven degrees of Kevin Bacon, who was in <laughs> one of the Night at the Museum movies. That's a good one to remember. I always I forget about that one, but that's that's a good reminder. It's Thank like you. Amy Adams is in that, like Rami Malik, Owen Wilson. Like <laughs> there's so many people who are in Robin Williams, like everyone mm. in those movies. Yeah. Huh. Um, okay, do you wanna I I mean I we're both saying this is now, yes? Yeah. It was really, it was really nice. Also, is this available on a streaming? No, program, it's or is not. This only theaters. It's Interesting. Only theaters. I think they remarked on that too. How it was sort of a, you know, uh, I mean, a quiet place did a similar thing, but only for a limited time. I don't think this has any plans to go to a streaming service like in the next twenty days or something. I think they are just a theater movie. Um, oh, it, well, interesting. It's a twentieth century Fox movie. Which means that it's now owned by Disney. Yeah. So it would be either on Hulu or I guess Hulu, probably not Disney Plus. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. So strange. Well, it could be Disney Plus. Is it? It's only PG thirteen, right? Yeah, I, I I never know how to gauge what is on one or the other. Because, like, Mrs. Doubtfire is on Disney+. And I'm like, interesting that they would put that there and not on Hulu. But then it's like Love, Victor is on Hulu and not on Disney+. It, the, well, it's Love weird Victor. what goes on what. <laughs> Love, Victor Love has Victor gay people. Gay. <laughs> but Mrs. Mrs. Doubtfire is family. <laughs> I guess. And just with a little cross-dressing. You know, it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. No. I. I feel like this will end up on Disney. Disney's already announced they want to do a sequel. So, uh, so it goes. You know. Yeah. I don't. The sequel will be bad. I'll say that now. <laughs> it won't be good. Sean Levy. I think. Oh no. The writer had the idea. So yeah. We'll see. We'll see if the same team can follow through. Yeah. I mean, I'll say this: the first night at the museum is a good movie. The later ones are. <laughs> um. Okay. Lightning round questions. Yes, I was going to ask, um, you can only choose one. Are you saving this or Lego movie? I think I'm going to save this over oh, the Lego movie. Interesting. I don't, I mean, I remember liking the Lego movie. Yeah. I don't, like, it has not stuck with me mm. that much. Mm. And not that this will necessarily, but I think the, like, <laughs> the romance. romance element of it, like, it's a it's more of an adult movie. I think there's more things on this that I will latch on to than mm. than I did in the Lego movie. I I loved Lego movie. I think it 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 accomplished something very impressive both in its design but also just the amount, the sheer amount of references in that movie will always have something to laugh at. I and I did really like the second one. The sometimes songs from that still pop up <laughs> my Spotify. Um if you were going to play a video game in real life like you could be like put down into a video game which video game would you play oh this is asking me to really stretch um i guess i would say like um like mario (laughs) mario um the one dang it the switch game mario odyssey um but okay one of the mario games the uh he goes to the the like inner the city the city place. <laughs> Do you have a switch? Did yeah, you play Rob this game? One. Yeah, Mario Odyssey is like one of the few video games that I've ever played. My brothers had like, um, what is it? You should play Super Mario Sunshine. I love <laughs> Super Mario Sunshine. I played like um, Call of Duty, but I would never want to live in that world. Oh know? yeah. Oh no. 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 No, I think I picked Mario Party. I love oh, Mario Party. Yeah, that'd be a good time. Just doing some games. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a good idea. Um, I was gonna say if you could cast a other another um cameo appearance, like who would you have wanted to pop up in this movie? Okay, let me think about this. Though I feel like a Sandra O oh cameo appearance would be fun, okay. um, just for you know the Killing Eve stands. I think that also a um, Sandra Bullock showing up could have been fun because um, I mean, like it's great to just have a random cameo, but I feel yeah. like it's more exciting if they're connected with the person. Yeah. Um, yeah, who else is Ryan Reynolds? Like, was Blake Lively in this? No. I guess, no. She could have shown up. Yeah, I think that's probably, like, I think Sandra Oh is who I would want. <laughs> Wait, how is she connected to Ryan Reynolds? 
Or was no, she's Trisha? connected to Jodie Comer. Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, yeah, duh, of course. But like, but like, can you imagine if there had been some kind of scene where it's yes. like, where Sandra Oh is also in the video game and is like trying to kill Jodie Comer for like a brief <laughs> second, and they're like, and yes. like stabs her with a knife or something, See, and it would have been a funny Killing Eve reference. That's where I was at. I wanted Millie Bobby Brown to pop up in this somewhere. Oh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know where. Like maybe, maybe giving coffee to um, Joe Curie or something. Working du- in the <laughs> having Dustin show up would also be great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there could have been some Stranger Things working. I think I am nervous for Stranger Things season four. No, I am. I, am, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think the first three seasons are great. The fourth season, I am skeptical. Uh, yeah, that'll be that'll. You know, we have a year to forget about it and then be excited for it. So. Yeah, they're old, and I feel like as they get older, they're going to get worse at being actors. <laughs> it's going to be a Harry Potter situation. Well, look at Joe Curie. Here he is. Yeah, well, he was you, all, he, yes, but he was you. already older, and he's more, he's attractive. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, okay, truly, so put him in anything. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think that these other, like, 17-year-olds are really going to be getting it. Okay, okay. Me, so. Well, we're losing the, the, the thread the here. The plot, um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> So, Free Guy was good. Uh, definitely recommend it. Uh, anything else? Um, okay, if you had to pick, like, a video game avatar, uh, like, like clothes, like, if you okay. had to dress your video game character, so it's like they always are going to wear the same clothes, like a Mario or whatever. Right. Like, what would you want the version of yourself to be your costume? Like, I look like me? Yes. Yeah. So, it's like yourself as a video game character of, like, a new hit video game and forever you're going to be wearing one outfit and that's all people are going to know you for like what is the outfit that you're going to be wearing i think i'd just do something like timeless comfy like you know maybe like some like mom jeans or you know boyfriend jeans with a nice sneaker and a a white crop top you know keep it simple but have like a cool headband or or like a leather jacket over the shoulder or something okay 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 (laughs) intriguing just because you don't want to age yourself like in 10 years you don't want to be the laughing stock of whoever's playing so i just think keep it simple keep it safe okay okay what are you wearing like a like a clown costume or (laughs) yes no i mean i feel like if it's me i have to go with my classic combo of like short shorts and uh like Mm. a sweater Mm. yeah 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 like a college a collegiate sweater probably Yes, yeah, sort of like, is he a, uh, like, is yeah. he going to a British boarding school or not? That's <laughs> the question I always, not? yeah, I yeah. always want people asking about me. Like, perhaps a backpack, <laughs> perhaps a ball cap, like, we don't know. Yeah, or a mini sledgehammer. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. I was so, I was so annoyed about <laughs> that's that. A I was your, like, that's a you bad. I was like, I'm trying that's to That's a you bad. Together. There's measurements on websites, and there's no way that that, that size of a hammer would be affordable and or shippable. So honestly, you failed. <laughs> but um, I do have to wrap this up. So I'm glad <laughs> that we could end on that note. Um, I will be, we'll both be out of town next week. So we'll be taking a break, but hopefully that'll just give you guys time to watch Free Guy and prepare yes. for whatever's coming next. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what we're doing after this, <laughs> but but we're getting to fall movie season, yes. which is crazy. Because it hasn't been that long since the last award season, but like the awards movies are coming out. Like I didn't see Respect 
But I was like, <laughs> that's that they're wanting the Oscar. Like we're at the point yeah. of the year where people are like, okay, well, I'm they're hungry for it. Yeah. So I don't know. They're coming. The film festivals are all like in the next month. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, totally. Okay, whatever. Uh, you don't care. <laughs> we'll be back. We'll be gone next week. We'll be back the week after that. Follow us on social media. Blah, 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 blah. Whatever. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>